WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Uh, nothing much, man. Just getting getting ready for some trades. <laughs> Trade season is heating up. We are, what, like two weeks away from the deadline, give or take? Yeah, like three weeks maybe uh, let's see how the third days until march third it's like 18 18 days Ooh. as of recording so 17 days and when you're listening to this we are inching closer to the trade deadline and answers we'll finally have answers that we've been looking for from chicago in about a week i guess right it's a very interesting situation with Kane in in all this, but we'll get into that because there's, I mean, there's a lot I think to unpackage with his approach to the trade deadline, his comments regarding another trade that happened, and just in the overall f- general feeling. I w- I'm really curious how you are feeling with it, about it. But uh, before we get into that, real real quick, we'll go over. We both really didn't get to watch these games that happened this last week. And it's just, it's kind of, I don't know, it's just busy. <laughs> they're playing, yeah, and they're playing shitty teams except for Winnipeg, but whatever. And it's just, True. but uh, they came back off of the All Star break uh, with a home game against the Anaheim Ducks. And this was a big battle because Anaheim is what, 30th in the league in points? Yeah, they're 30th. So this was a big one. So, of course, the Hearts have to push it to overtime. And get at least a point, which you stupid sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Anaheim won that one three two. Um, oh, I just thought I was something for NHL talk. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was just trying to think if like I remember watching the overtime, but I don't think I caught like the first two periods of the game. And then I feel like I was mostly distracted watching the game. But I was just when it, whenever in OT, like when. Frank Vitrano was about to score. I was just like, oh, this game's over. <laughs> yeah. they, they like as Isaac Lundstrom, like he just kind of was skating around the ozone. And I was just like, oh, and then Vitrano was like wide open. I was like, all right, well, at least we didn't get two points. <laughs> yeah, Jason Dickinson. Um, it was all second period scoring besides the overtime. Um, Jason Dickinson got his eighth of the season, Keener with his 26 assists. Then uh, the Ducks tied it up about seven minutes later. Then Seth Jones, all-star Seth Jones, yeah, gets his fifth of the year. Johnson and I mean, Dickinson both got their tenth uh, tenth assist of the season. I don't know why I keep saying career assist when I'm talking about season t- this year, today. God, I don't know. But uh, uh, Seth Jones still continuing that kind of like hot streak he went on going into the All-Star break. He's feeling it. He's yeah feeling it. I think he realizes that he's about to become the face of. Chicago for the last few weeks of the season until we hopefully draft Bedard and he's the guy now. But um, yeah, Ducks tied it up with about four minutes left in the second. No goals in the third overtime. Ducks win it. Uh, Mrazek was a net for this one, I believe. Um, uh, Ducks won. Yeah, yeah, Ducks won. Which I mean, he played solid twenty three for twenty six, eight eight five save percentage, and again. Goaltending is keeping this team in games that they probably shouldn't be in. Yeah, 
I mean, nothing crazy with those stats, but he has been just a solid goalie. <laughs> uh, fast, fast forward a couple days to Friday, and the Coyotes are in town. Um, again, another team. This is what February is so important for the Hawks in the terms of you need to lose games because majority of the games are against teams that are sitting on that cusp of potentially could win the draft lottery yeah, and push them back farther in the draft. Uh, Arizona is one of those teams. And for some reason, the Hawks just play well against Arizona. Um, well, I think everybody plays well against Arizona. Not, not Toronto. Toronto's own two against them. Oh yeah. 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 That's true. But yeah, so oh, they also beat Boston. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Like they can. Oh, Arizona's Arizona's nasty at home. Yeah, Mall Arena, baby. Stay there, man. Stay there. <laughs> uh, after they're, they're eleven, eight, and three at home. That's not bad. No, oh, eleven, eight, and two. Sorry, it's even better. Yeah. Um. Arizona gets on the board with uh Clayton Keller quickly into this game. Nick Schmoltz make it two. To two nothing. Seth Jones, six of the season, cuts it in half. Uh, Anthony Siu ties it up in the second. Third, Blackwell puts the Hawks ahead. Uh, Bukestad. Yeah. Holy shit! I nailed one. Awesome. Yeah, you actually got it. <laughs> I was, well, I, I was like, "Are you questioning what, whether you got it right or not?" And then I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you usually do." <laughs> He ties it up with less than uh five minutes in the period. No, like less than three minutes in the period. And then another Jones, Caleb Jones, wins it in overtime. And to quote Poets, Hawks, you stupid son of a bitches. Um, <laughs> a game that you probably should have lost in overtime, but whatever. What's big about this one, though? Jackson Stauber becomes yes. the first Hawks goalie in franchise history to go three and zero in their first three starts with the team. So we mentioned is it, it luck. Is it luck? <laughs> is it what? Like, but I mean, the Hawks did dominate them on the, like, at least in shots, 44 to 26, this game. Jesus. Yeah. So, has, has he, we've, I feel like we talk about this every, every time he plays, but has he pushed himself in the conversation to be a yeah. goal for the future? I mean, I think that they're not going to overlook him now, but I, it's kind of at least you know you have an NHL quality goalie likely for the future. And I don't know if it's considered if he's going to be still considered like their starter of the future, but you know he's at least good as a backup currently, which is good. Yeah. It's good three headed horse, like three headed dog with uh, Camaso, Soderbaum, mm-hmm. and Stauber. Stauber. That's yeah. going to be nice having options there. It's good. It's, uh, I, it's, I think that's such a better like future situation than what we were going into in the 2020 season, 2021 season, when it was just like, okay, we got three goalies. It's Delia, Malcolm Subban, and yeah. Kevin Lincoln. And only it's one like, of those hopefully somebody yeah. does good. And it was like, Lincoln should have been probably the guy, like, mm. in the keys and run and let him see it, but whatever. Um, he's probably, he's doing pretty good in, uh, Nashville, I think this year. Is he? I think so. I don't think, I mean, it's like, I don't, Nashville's not doing great. So it's yeah. like, yeah, for what it is, but just like I said in the preseason, like they had a bunch of guys with career years last year. So in order to be just as good or better, they would have to have another 
set of career years. Oh, Lincoln's got a 9-2-4-8 percentage. But how many games have mm-hmm. we played? Not a lot. Because they ride sorrows. Just wanted to see Lincoln on his own, but of course I can't. Let's see. Where is he? He has played 11 games. Yeah. yeah. And he's 5-4-0-1. Oh, You'd think after last year, with how much they played Saros and him getting hurt towards the end of the season, they would, you know, lighten his load a little bit. And no, if you want to make the playoffs, you can't. <laughs> it's true. But and then the Hawks uh wrap up the the week. They were in Winnipeg, and this game was all Winnipeg, three unanswered goals. Tyler Johnson cuts it down to a two goal lead, and then Blake Wheeler puts the empty net away. I mean, 25 seconds left. I, I did watch this game and it wasn't really all Winnipeg as it, as it shows in the score because the Hawks outshot him. It's just Hellebuck was not letting anything pass. And I just can, it kind of felt like, wow, the Jets are going to shut him out again. And then Tyler Johnson get like a, a pretty lucky goal. I feel like, I think he was like laying on the ice, like swatting it in. It was, uh, but yeah, I mean, they had they had nothing for solving Hellebuck, and like they did have some close chances that went off the bar and such. Yeah, yeah, he was sliding in the ice. Um, I don't know, man. It's Winnipeg is just a solid team. I oh, don't do yeah. during this game. Kaner fucking hit Josh Morrissey in the side of the head, dumping the puck into the, <laughs> into the zone. It was great, and then there was also a fight between Tenorti and Adam Lowry. And it, it was kind of like a lackluster fight because they threw a few punches and they both kind of stopped. And I think Tenorti was like, yeah, man, I don't think my jaw is like... Doesn't Tenorti still have a mask on? No, he doesn't have a mask. Oh, he didn't put a mask? I thought he had to have one on. That's hilarious. No, he, he still didn't He didn't wear the mask and they're they're commenting on it during the game. And I was just like, Jesus, Tenorti, just relax, bud. Like, it's okay. You don't have to go out there and scrap. <laughs> oh, it was funny, though. Yeah, Winnipeg. Was, what a surprise, it was, you guys! It was a it was a closer game than the score sheet showed, though. And Winnipeg scored some decent goals, so it's not like it was Mrazek's fault either. Hellebuck just kind of was a a monster. Um, Josh Morrissey had him. It seemed like he was out there for like sixty minutes, but he was only out there for twenty two. Like he's so good. He's like second on their team in scoring too, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's. And just a monster season too. He got fifty-five points after this game. Is Shifley probably like they're leading their team? Oh, is it was it Connor? I don't think he's having that good of a year. That's Kyle Connor been up too. Shifley is having a great season. Thirty-two yeah. goals. Oh, Kyle Connor's got sixty. He's got thirty-two. Kyle Connor's only got twenty-four. Yeah, Shifley's having a great year. Wheeler's having yeah. a pretty good year, kind of like yeah, taking the whole being stripped of the sea seriously and just going out there and playing hockey, which probably, hey. I mean, speaking of Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley, they both scored in this game too. Wheeler had two. Yeah. And it was just, man, yeah, the team is um solid just throughout, I think. Alan Lowry's always such a pain in the ass. Just imagine. Imagine if they picked up Taves and put him in that third line role, third line center role, and just have him play special teams and big faceoffs. Oh, yeah. 
Winnipeg yeah. might jump up to a favorite in the to come out of the West. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're kind of a dark horse coming out of the West, but they're also what second in their third in the West fully and second in our division. Three points behind Dallas. Dallas is just fucking good, man. Yeah. Yes. Um, Colorado's turning it up. Colorado's like getting healthy. Yeah, seven, two, and one in their last 10. Jesus. The other thing, too, with Winnipeg is they were without Nikolai Ellergus for a long time, and they were still playing really well, and he's back, and that's a huge addition for them. So they have, let's see, do they have a, how much space do they have at the deadline? They have it here. They actually have decent. Why can I never nine find... nine million at deadline cap space, dude? They can take Taves fifty percent conditional first rounder. I mean, Based on how far they go in the playoffs this year, it's the first round, or it goes to the second for next year. What if you did Taves at fifty and McCabe at fifty? <laughs> For a first and then like a third <laughs> for next year for the 2023 first and third yeah that'd be hilarious they wouldn't they'd be without a pick until the fifth round then i doubt that would happen but that's pretty that would be great yeah more trade talk here in a little bit we'll wrap up yes gameplay real quick because there's a lot to talk about i want to just have like a just straight up trade episode like i'm so excited for the trade, trade speculation um yeah, so looking at the Hawks schedule here going forward, uh, you have it's a little bit mix of emotion. Gets easy, gets hard, gets easy, gets hard. You got Montreal tonight. Uh, then they got Toronto tomorrow. Day off, go to Ottawa to play to bring it for the first time mm-hmm. since the since the big trade. Then they got Toronto on Sunday, Vegas on Tuesday next week, and then in Dallas next Wednesday. We'll be recording probably that day, but still, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of hockey to play in a week. And technically only two of those should be, could be wins. Technically. On hey, paper. We'll, we'll see. On, if Jackson Starbert's playing, man, those are dubs. I'll tell you what. Jesus Christ. Send the kid down for Christ. Dude, if he, dude, if he plays against Montreal, and gets another win. <laughs> he sits against Toronto, clearly. No, you put Mrazic in Toronto. Yeah, you got to play Mrazic mm-hmm. in Toronto. Let him revenge game. Then do you go back to Stauber in, in Ottawa? And what if he gets another dub? They don't have Forsberg, and they don't have Talbot in net. Oh, shit. Yeah, because I was like, oh, Anton Forsberg just got hurt. Like, I'll pick up Cam Talbot in fantasy. He's already on the IR. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Ottawa's a little screwed in 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 net. Here's a shitty thing too. Even if Stalak gets healthy, and you send Stauber down, and be like, okay, cool, Stauber can't win any more games for us. He can't hurt us anymore. Stalak comes and he steals fucking games too. Like, yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, Rezik, it's gonna... you're playing every game for the rest of the way. Let's go. And it's not even. It's not even Rasik's that he's I know, but games. for some <laughs> reason, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. For some reason, the team just doesn't play when he's in that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sucks, but we'll see. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I would expect them to lose against Toronto, but Toronto does they play to the level of some teams that they play sometimes. They just lost to Columbus. Yeah. They and took one for the team. So I don't know. Kaner Kaner seems to step up when he's playing against Matthews too. So is Matthews still it. out though? Oh, that's right. He is out. Yeah, I don't know. But three weeks. It, yeah, but that was like pre All Star break. So he might be back. He might be back for the the Sunday game. Yeah, in Chicago. Let's see, is there anything about it? He's been skating. It says. It said suffered a knee sprain two weeks ago, and I expect to be out a minimum of three weeks at the time. So, he. I mean, he could be back Sunday. Yeah, of course. So we'll see if he is. That's okay. Hopefully, that's another loss. Um. All right. Three stars for the two three games. Uh, Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Uh, put him three. Jackson Sauber for being the first goalie in Hawks history. Two or one. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even think about who would be number one anyway. Jason Dickinson. Yeah. And the C you both have one goal, two assists. I don't know. You choose. Uh let's go Dick Dickinson. Sure. I feel like I don't know. I always I legitimately forgot about Anthony Anthony CU until I saw him score. <laughs> He's been like nothing like literally irrelevant out there. Thought he was gonna be a trade piece for us at the trade deadline, and I've not heard one team even saves shows some sort of interest in him. Yeah. I mean, he could be like a, Oh, that trade happened out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, like, like with all the trade rumors that have been going around, I don't, he hasn't really been in anybody's rumor mill, I guess. Um. All right. Yeah. We can go two directions where you want to go. Do you want to go Michigan or do you want to go trades? Go Michigan. Go Michigan. All right. Frank Nazar or Nazar. How are they how were they saying it during that? Uh I didn't watch it with the volume on. Oh, uh, it, it sounded like they were saying like Nazar or something. So I maybe oh. we've been saying it wrong this whole time, but I'm sticking with Nazar because it sounds cooler. Um made his debut college debut after what was it, hip surgery? Did they ever say what it was? No, they never I don't think <laughs> I really have any clue what he just misses like an entire season and nobody knows what it was. Yeah. Have surgery, miss whatever. That was in October. Oh yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Um brought out the bus bomb on him when uh he go goes uh zeros on the stat sheet is <laughs> his first college game. But then he had a nice little goal um in the second game. And sick little Sully going to the to the corner, dude. Was he doing like the hang loose? Like, yeah, he's going in. <laughs> he's like, call it. <laughs> yeah, especially playing against Michigan State, was like a huge rival of theirs. Was hip a hip injury? Okay, so. but yeah, I mean, he didn't look hampered by that at all. Like he was, he was moving. Yeah, he is fast. And what? So what were you talking? You were talking about him a little bit before we were recording. Oh, somebody had posted his like a uh, elite prospects um kind of report from the pre 
draft where it just talks about how his ceiling is probably like the highest of the draft. And it's like, oh, that's so good. But it also mentions that like when he's when he's on the ice, whatever team he's on looks like it's a, like a man up situation because he's just that effective, like off the puck and on the puck and like can just carry the puck in super comfortably, take it everywhere. And like, it's just his like ratings he had for like zone entries and possession of the puck are just like almost off the charts. And it's just somebody that can drive the play and just dish it off to people. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, my God. <laughs> Some, it's, I, I'm excited. I am so excited. And the fact that he, he was hurt this year, everybody forgot about him, and that was, like, golden. Like, don't worry about him. Let him just sneak under the radar. Forget about him. He's not coming next year. He's not coming this year. Let him just yeah. tear it up. And we were saying, too, before we started recording that it's, like, I'm totally it's gonna suck if we don't get Bedard, but we get second overall and we can get Fantilli and you let those two play with each other for at least next season in Michigan. Oh my god. Like let's go. Yeah. Did Fantilli get hurt? Or was he just suspended? Did, I don't see didn't, that. Didn't he not play like the last game? Uh, I don't know. There was a they got into like a kind of like a little bit of a throwdown. Against Michigan State, so I don't know if he was playing or not, but it's exciting. I'm let's just looking at like the other Hawks prospects that they have, and looks like Gavin Hayes is having a decent year, fifty three points in fifty two games for Flint Firebirds. Samuel Savoie has fifty points in forty four games. Korchinski still tearing it up, forty nine points oh, in thirty six games. He did get suspended. Yeah. So 15 minutes into the second period of the game on Friday, Adam Fantilli with his helmet and gloves thrown off, made his way back to uh, Michigan number five, number five Michigan's bench after swinging gloveless at number 15 Michigan defenseman. Yep. Whatever. He had a two-minute minor rough and five-minute major for fighting a game disqualification, suspending him for the next day. Damn, they take that rivalry seriously. Holy shit. Yeah. I saw like a quote from their coach that was just like, "Yeah, they can't compete with us, so they just gotta goon it up." Like, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man, so that's gonna be. Oh god, I'm so excited. I need the draft. I need the draft right now. I need to know where we're drafting, and uh, we fast forward past the like draft deadline. Draft a trade deadline happens, and just go yeah. NHL mode and just simulate the just rest of the season. The yeah. <laughs> go to the lottery. Yeah. Oh man, but all right. So speaking of the trade deadline, lots going on, and this is kind of like little like blur of the lines between NHL talk and hot stock because it all has to do with Kane. Um, but mm. first, I guess before we get into that, there's reports that Colorado Avalanche number one trade target is Jonathan Taves. Colorado doesn't have a second or a third round pick this year, which everybody's saying that's all Taves is worth. So how I mean, that works? Who who's saying that? GMs, GMs, maybe. fans, <laughs> fans, maybe. But I mean, if Colorado is gonna make a move, like I don't know what prospects they have left out, like over because they, I think Dave's they, they, straight they, draft picks, and maybe yeah. that contract. 
Yeah, I mean, if you could take a bad contract and, uh, and then wiggle a first out of that, but like, who's a bad contract on Colorado right now? Let's see. No, I don't. Nobody. Nobody. That's why they're in the position they're in. Yeah, because all they're really bad. Not bad. I mean, I mean, they're everybody. Everybody on Colorado is making what they deserve to be making. Right. The problem and, though is next year when McKinnon's deal kicks in, where it'll be this first year, he's right. at twelve point six. Like, do you try to maximize your chances this year, and like maybe maybe a late first is worth it for you to kind of solidify that center core? If like, you, if you're you're going into the playoffs missing a huge piece from last year, which is Nazem Kadri, and sure Taze isn't going to be that guy that's going to maybe have the points but he's huge in clutching situations I'm sure he would have like some sort of resurgence definitely going into a playoffs on a team that's like meant to like win it all and he's just going to be the most solid guy playing like the the two ways on the ice you know like and here's the thing like everybody talks about how oh Taze is washed he's not worth it you're not getting a one C Taves. You're no, getting Taves to be either the second need. line or a third line center that's going to play strictly special teams and go out there for key faceoff situations. Yeah, he's probably going to take a, a majority of defensive zone faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, how good can he be when he's not the one C and he has to t- play big minutes and and put all that extra stress and wear and tear on his body when he's clearly dealing with his health issues still like yeah. he he hasn't played since what mid end of december oh really like i mean he's missed or he's missed five games he's missed five games since like the end, end of, of december. december like he played in yeah. january so he's played yeah so he's missed five total games since like december end of december with this illness yeah and he's missed a lot of practice and it's I mean, so clearly something's going on, and he just needs he needs that minimum role, minimal role, yeah. and just not to he, to not be the guy would be huge for him. Maybe being like second line power play, like it might be first line penalty kill, but third line center. <laughs> Every, I mean, that'd be huge. They have seven million dead uh, deadline cap space. Does that change when uh, Lannisat comes back? I don't know. I don't know how that works, but yeah. So there, there's talks about him there. Then we keep throwing out Winnipeg. Obviously, we talked about that already. The surprising rumor that had kind of Twitter going crazy a little bit was Jake McCabe. That oh, the yeah. asking price is a first round pick, or if you expect them to retain salary, it's a first plus more. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people that had a lot of things to say about this. And quite frankly, Davidson needs to hold out for what, what that, what was said, because he's proved like it's, it's 100% proven what he's worth. Like, I don't want to, you remember what happened with Eric Gustafson (laughs) where they didn't pull the trigger on a trade and then they ended up getting like a, a fourth or something. From Calgary, right? But that was he got the right move, got the right offer, and Stan just wouldn't pull the trigger. I think if he doesn't pull, we don't have to trade McCabe. 
no, but I mean, if you want to speed up a rebuild a little bit, right? Like, but like, you probably want to strike while the iron's hot on him because you can't guarantee he's going to have another successful season next year. Fair, but I still, yeah, I think right now for teams that are desperate, especially if you can get the Hawks to retain fifty percent and you get McCabe for two more years at two million dollars, that's a Hagel type deal. What what team couldn't use that type of player in their top four? I'm just thinking, like, what does what does Tampa have left? Because <laughs> <laughs> Tampa would just be like, we can have him for two million dollars for the next two years when we're like so strapped to the cap. It makes sense though for Toronto too, because uh, Kyle Dubas said that he's not looking for he needs to upgrade defense, but he's not looking for a rental. He wants something with a little turn behind it. So you get the Hawks to to eat 50% of McCabe's contracts out of Toronto, get Toronto's first and maybe a third. I mean, that'd be cool. I'm just thinking, like, how come nobody... I'm thinking about it, like, how come nobody's said anything about Tampa making any moves? I feel like that's always the case. Like, nobody has ever heard anything from out of Tampa. They're interested in anybody. I thought I saw something that they're just looking for depth at this point. Like, yeah. they're not looking for, like, big stuff. And like, Jake McCabe could be great. Like, could be top four, could be just a top six, could be on the first line. Where do they have space-wise? They have 700,000. But That's here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I, love, <laughs> I love Ross Colton on their team. And he's making, like, one a little over a million. You make a deal for McCabe centered around Ross Colton. It's just, I don't know. I just want him to be on the team, but I don't think he's going <laughs> to. It doesn't fit the like the timeline. Yeah, and I don't think they would move an RFA. They already did last year with two of them. Yeah, but you got Hagel out of it. Yeah. But now you can get Jake McCabe out of it, too. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you traded RFAs for RFAs. Not oh, I mean it's I think it was more of the fact that like he was signed to like a million dollars for the next like three years when that happened. Trade McCabe one point five. So trade oh well they don't we already have all their good picks. Yeah, but we could <laughs> take everything from them. <laughs> I'm like looking. I'm like they don't have their first round pick for the next two years. Where's that? Oh yeah, that's right. We have it. I yeah. was gonna say, give us a first round pick, and we'll take like Ian Cole or something for and his three million dollar contract that's up after this year. Because apparently, I mean, you know, we're already a problematic franchise. Why not add him to it too? You know, like I, I, there is no substantial like evidence behind the Ian Cole rumors. So that's not a that you don't don't put that on him. <laughs> Except for I think he did just get fined recently. <laughs> Yeah, for spearing or something, five k. Oh shit! Well, I'm thinking about it. You see the one kid, the Nashville pre- uh, prospect, oh, yeah, got suspended for spearing a fan. Yeah, Zachary he, Larue or whatever. He was already. Name. He was almost out of it. They were gonna clear him and say there's no video evidence, and somebody was like, "No, no, no, I got it for you," and they sent it. In. <laughs> what an idiot! God, so dumb. Wasn't uh, I was. I don't know. So it was Toronto. 
and I don't know who else in on McCabe. Well, Toronto Edmonton was on um Edmonton's but, in on everybody, and I don't but McCabe has all Canadian teams except Toronto on his no trade list. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think LA LA was on him too at one point. That yeah, I can see that. And I think they would much rather give up what the Hawks want for him versus what Arizona wants for Chickering. Yeah. The asking price for Chickering is so high. And it makes sense because he doesn't he have it's not his oh, last year of his uh, deal either. No, he's got like two or three years left, I think. And he's only making like five points something. He got two more no, years. Four points four point six. Yeah. So like that's an easy contract to eat completely without having he's somebody only, retain. And he's only twenty four. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been in the league for like four years already. Dude, he's gonna get fucking paid at this next Yeah, time. Somebody's definitely gonna overpay him. Holy shit. Is um, he? Yeah, he'll be UFA for it too. Yeah, this will be twenty-seven. That makes sense. Anyway, McKay um, might get traded. Who else might get traded? That's Domi. So that's the thing we're seeing. Like Max Domi, there's a possibility they just extend him. Which I'd be okay but, with. I'd be fine. Which I would. I would too. But Domi also, because of how he came here, just to play with Luke Richardson, I could also see them being like, "Hey, like." Do you want to go on a playoff run and then re-sign? Because I could easily see Mac Dummy just coming back in the offseason. Everybody talks about like, oh, trade Kane and just re-sign him in the offseason. I see yeah. Mac Domi doing that more than I see Kane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he loves it here. Like he loves Chicago. I think he's great on the Hawks. Oh, I really like it. Um he wants a long-term deal though, too. He like he's that kind of player that like nobody likes him unless he's on your team. 100 percent and I love players like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's got like, he's got such a good deal too, where I don't like if the Hawks had to eat some of his contract, they could probably at least maybe get it like a late first for him. I forgot what he was traded for last year at the deadline, but I don't think it was uh, as much. With the Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Columbus got a prospect. Um, uh, Carolina got Dome and a prospect in Florida. Oh, it was a multi-team. A three-team, deal. yeah, because yeah. Florida got Matt's Dome. They retained 50% of his salary. They got, okay, Florida ended up with, six with Korshkov. Yeah. Oh, okay. I. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like if, if, if he, even if he gets just like a second, like that's still good value. If it's a good, if it's a pick for this season, and then just bring him back in the off season, especially like he, like we didn't mention like a few episodes ago, like him with Kershev and Reichel was like a pretty good that was line. An awesome line. That was <laughs> yeah. sick. Um, another name being thrown out there too is Sam Lafferty, who one insider said that you'd be shocked at what. Was that was it Lafferty that they were saying like you'd be shocked yeah. at what the value at Lafferty is right now? Yeah. Like teams are really into him, which is great because like ever since we got him, like I was kind of really feeling him, and then he just was showing more confidence as he was playing, and you can see it now. Like he's flying out there all the time. He's always in the play. He's dangerous. He plays all throughout the lineup. Like that's a guy that you you want on a playoff team because. 
Get there. If somebody gets hurt, you can put him up on the top two lines. If he's in the bottom lines, you already know what you're going to get. Getting the guy that's going to be busting his ass and great in scoring chances, especially on the penalty kill, too. He can play the penalty kill, and he can play the power play if he wanted it. He's got that, like, Andrew Shaw, like, yeah, style. Like, he's just... And he's fast. He's fucking fast. And he's fast. He's only making 1. 1, uh, $1.15 million. So oh, yeah, that's that's a good contract to move too. Who else wants to get traded? Um, <laughs> I still think some teams are going to be in on Jack Johnson. I think. Oh yeah, he'll be a good depth ad for somebody, especially uh, with the cap. Like it's a good cap ad, under a mil. Oh yeah. Would the players that I I would like the Hawks to trade like Caleb Jones, uh, I would like them to trade Mackenzie Outenwhistle. <clears throat> um. Honestly, if they traded Blackwell, I would be a little upset if it wasn't like a good value, but I could see like why you would trade him because he's only making 1.2 and he's got an extra year on his contract. I think he's great. It's just he hasn't gotten or he hasn't capitalized on some of the chances that he creates. And it's just like, damn, like I feel bad. <laughs> should be on the score sheet more often. Like Kurdishev should be on the score sheet more often. He gets a lot of chances. And every game I watch now, I feel like the, the announcers are like, oh, Kershaw has gotten a few shots off. And it's like, yeah, and he's missing the net. <laughs> or he's he's kind of got like that. He kind of got that Kubalik going right now where he's just kind of, I feel like he's snake bitten where it's like he's getting the opportunity. He just, he's, he just, he's still just shooting. It. Yeah. Um, but he, he, the great thing about it is that he's getting those opportunities and not a lot of guys are able to create chances like that. And that's why that's another reason I love Kershev and just the confidence that he's just getting. And he's what he's already tied his career high in points um, this season with 21 and he's still got 30 something games left. So it's just, it's a slow burn, even though he's a minus 28. <laughs> he's got me the running for the gold jacket or the green jacket. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so the main attraction here, we're kind of building up to Patrick Kane. Oh, yeah. Serious <laughs> case of Patrick Kane because this has been a very interesting week of comments from him and and he said, she said type of situation where initially came out that Kane was going to make a decision regarding his availability seven to 10 days before the trade deadline, which would be like next week. Yes. Well, in that time, who we all think was the number one target for Kane, the New York Rangers went out and picked up a little guy named Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. They got, I'm assuming is a lot less than what Kane is costing. So, they picked him up at 50% retained, so 3.75, I believe, mm-hmm. was the hit. Um, there's another player going to New York in that, too. Um, yeah, uh, Nico Mikola, or, right? I think it's Mikola is his last name. Oh, Miko, yeah, Mikola. He's, like, isn't he huge? Is he, he a big guy? Is... He's 6'4". Yeah, he's, he's got a big body. Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, they got him, and then going over to New York. I'll let you handle names here. Oh shit! Uh, let me pull the trade up. Samuel. Yeah, they they got they got Sammy Blayback. Blayback, yeah. Uh, Hunter, he was in the trade for Pavel Buchnevich. Hunter Skinner, defensive prospect. 
They yeah. got a conditional first round pick and a conditional fourth round pick. The conditions on the first round pick is it will be the later of the New York Rangers first and the Dallas uh, first round pick. And the condition on the fourth round pick is if the Rangers make the playoffs in 2023, the fourth runner becomes a third rounder. So basically a third. Essentially, yeah. Because where are they right now? They are... Where is it? Oh, they're third in their division. But they have an eight-point uh, lead over their wild card. So this trade goes down, and the new uh, – was it Chris Drury's the, their GM, right? Yes. Team um, basically said that the Patrick Kane and Timo Meyer asking price was going to be too high for their comfort level, so they, they moved on. Fast forward to the next day after the trade comes out, and Patrick Kane's talking to the media, and he's talking about how disappointed he is because he goes, that's not one trade I was happy to see, and – because, you know, when you think about if something could happen, you know, it. New York was one of those guys, and he kind of has the, like, woe is me, feel sorry yeah. for me, my 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 destination is off the board now. It's like, I I get it. You, you earn the right to dictate when and, and, and how this is all going to go down, but you're not Patrick Kane of 10 years ago. Like teams aren't gonna wait for you. Oh like, yeah, and it's like it's and it's known that there's an injury, like a potential injury issue there that you're not. They're not getting a complete, completely healthy cane, and they're they're not gonna wait seven to ten days before you to make your decision and to decide what they're gonna do and possibly lose out on players like Tarasenko. Right. You just. That's the same. Where like you're not seeing a lot of teams. In the later, the recent years, like actually waiting till the trade deadline to actually make their trades, they have a great, week or two or three out. Great trade for the Rangers, I think. I think that was an awesome yeah. pickup for them and putting him and Panarin together. Yeah, sports first shot. Tarasenko was the one to say that the Blues should have signed Panarin. He was telling them to sign him like yeah. years before he came to the Hawks. He was recruiting him and all that, and then he goes and he scores in his first shot in his first game in New York, in Madison Square Garden. And it's like at this point now, and there's some there's some chatter that Dallas is interested, the Wild are interested, the Hurricanes are interested, and the and Vegas Devils. is interested. Are and the Devils interested? They're not interested. I, I they think it would make sense to it them. would make sense to them. <laughs> We we said that they should be interested in our in our group chat when we were talking mm-hmm. about because Jack Hughes going down. Yeah. But I don't know about you, but at this point, I I, I don't see a trade out there for Kane. I oh. think he's gonna I think he's gonna stick around. I don't know, man. <laughs> I would I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me if he stays. Like, like oh, I've, always, I've, just... I've, I've said, like, I, I really want him to stay because I would, would prefer to have, especially him and, and Taves, I would prefer to have them be Hawks for their entire careers. But, like, where the team is at currently, it makes sense to move them. But it's not, like, an emergency. Because even moving them, you're getting a late first, which... Right. In a in a deep draft is great, but how often but do the late picks pan out? Yeah, like it's a you're really just trying to hit on something. 
I didn't seen, I don't know if there's a comment on Reddit or something, but it's just like the window of re-signing Patrick King closes much easier when you make the trade because he has that, that till the end of the season, not being in Chicago to not have that kind of like, Oh, I can make it somewhere else. I don't have to feel like, like Chicago is the only place, you know, like, I don't know. It's, I, I would like for him to stay. I would like for them to get a great return on him and it's either or <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just excited to see kind of what happens. I just, I don't think, like, kind of just looking at the teams I mentioned, like Vegas, I don't know how they make that work money-wise. Yeah. It just makes no sense. Dallas, they just don't have picks or or prospects to make it worth the Hawks moving him. Like, there's, like, the whole point is to get, like, the a, a good package, and I just don't see anything in Dallas that could make that happen. Um, the wild again, another team. I just, I don't understand how well, they have 16 million in deadline space. That's so and weird. They, and they have their first and second pick this year or next year's draft, plus all their picks the following draft year. And it wouldn't be a far like that like far Mark from Andre home situation. too. Yeah. Um, Carolina would be sick. I would love to see him in Carolina, but I think he wants to stay fairly close to home yeah. because of his family. Um, you think that Buffalo might make a move? I I keep I I think it makes sense all in the condition if he resigns, but at the same time I understand why they wouldn't. And if, yeah. they, if I was Buffalo and you want Patrick Kane, I would just be like, all right, well let's take our chances. Let's not stand Bowman this and trade the bag to get him when we could have got him for a lot less in free agency. There's one team that I just like pulled up now that like intrigues me. Cause you never hear anything about what they're going to do or what the plans are. But what about Seattle? I Seattle, thought about Seattle. Seattle has their first and then they have three second rounders. The they just don't really cap. have cap space, but I mean, you could move any roster player to get Patrick Kane on that team. The thing with Seattle, though, too, it's that it it goes to the does he want to play close to home or not? Yeah, but I'm also just thinking about any kind of trades. Like nobody's ever said anything about anybody being rumored to go to Seattle when Seattle has all of this draft, like, all of these draft, yeah, like all the the picks. So like they make 10, moves. They have ten picks next in this upcoming draft. What if they were just like, we'll take Kaner for Shane Wright? <laughs> it's like, that'd be funny. Give us your first round, all three second rounds, and Shane Wright, and you can have Patrick Kane. Oh, God. Huh. But even though, even though, like, too, like, I'm looking at their roster, it's like, who would you kind of, who would you move on from that? Because I'm like, they're having such a good season. It's like, yeah, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. But, Vegas would be cool, but I don't know what the, Vegas would give up. Kessel? Yeah, we're not going to get Phil Kessel. At least not this season. Next year. Uh, Let's see. I don't know. Wait, what's his deal? <laughs> he signed one year for 1.5. Okay, next year. There we go. They have $4,000 in uh, deadline cap space. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. I have never seen it that low. Well, that's a, wait, this doesn't make sense because they have LTIR. I don't know how it works. Is Mark Stone done for the rest of the season, or is he coming so, back? I think they are going to. Indefinitely, until, he's out. Yeah, until playoffs, probably. Yeah, and Logan Thompson went down, too. God damn. He's having a good, good season. Man, Logan Thompson's going to make a lot of money in two years after this season because he's still got until 24, 25, until his rookie contract is up. It ain't going to be in Vegas because Vegas will probably trade him at the last second because he's going to be too much money. No, they're going to trade whoever whoever else they have for nothing. That's true. Robin Lehner. Oh, actually, no, their deals end at the same time. Well, I don't yeah, know. I just I I I don't, don't think Kane's moving. I, yeah, I just I just I don't see who one would make sense or two can afford him and three where he'd want to go afford it where he want to go yeah and then four have the package available mm-hmm. to make it worth the hawks moving him yeah it's like we'll do you see. trade do you just trade him to trade him and just whatever if you get a second round pick for patrick kane you just take a second round pick i think i think no, if they I don't, don't get anything that. then they just resign so i'm saying like i know i know it won't be that low, but that's what i'm saying though it's like all right, here I'll we'll give you a second round pick for Patrick Kane. Do you take as like that or, as like take it or leave it? Because take it or leave maybe, it. That's it. Or do you just say, yeah, we'll take them just to trade him to trade him to get the the pick? Or do you just say, fuck that, let's just re- extend him? Yeah, just extend him. Yeah, I think yeah. Unless you're gonna get someone, I think the Tarasenko if trade. You if you were to get just like a second or like a very undervalued package for Patrick Kane, the the fans would even go crazier. Just like, how do you do that? Like, how does that make sense? Like everybody would be pissed. It would make more sense to just resign them. Everybody would be like, great. Like that's, or I'm mean, sure there are people, people that are like, how do you not just trade him for like, whatever. It's just, Cause he's probably the best Blackhawk of all time. You don't really just trade him for whatever. It's like, you gotta be like, yeah, we got Nazar out of it, but it's like that the Brinkett trade was so underwhelming. And that wasn't the DeBrinket trade. That was the Korchinski trade. Oh shit, you're right. I got those picks messed up. Never mind. But still, the DeBrinket trade was underwhelming. What he, what we got in return for him. Yeah, but the situation made sense. Right. Like he, Kaner's not in line to automatically make nine plus million the next year. That's fair. I mean, he kind of is. But... Three years, seven. <laughs> I think three years, seven point five. Yeah, that's what you think. I think I would offer him that. Maybe go. I would. Because you got to think, you got to go to the cap, cap floor. He's anyway. probably going to get like at least nine. I think nine. In Chicago, I think he can flirt with nine. Anywhere else, I think it's between like six and seven. That's why you stay in Chicago. Yeah. You you make, that, to, make that Seth Jones money, bud. I get to the cap floor. So true. And um, they're going to have a lot less cap hit going towards Duncan Keith's buyout or not buyout retirement. Yeah, that's true too. Instead um, of having like almost seven million in dead cap from Connolly, Borgstrom, and Keith, they're only going to have closer to like a little over three. So it's like another three and a half million to play with. Dude, for the Hawks to get to the cap floor next year, it's going to be turned into the trivia question of like, hey, do you remember when this guy played for the Blackhawks for a season? Like, yeah. it's going to be a lot of one year, one year deals. Oh man, I can't wait. 
cannot wait. Oh, they, they can have so much fun with it. But like right. also all you gotta do is make it to the cap floor and then be like, hey, we'll take a bad contract or two. Give us Phil Kessel. For the love if, of God. Give if, us Phil Kessel. Yeah, that'd be great. If Davidson can pull off another Jason Dickinson type move, where it's like, oh, well, they traded him because they're like, yeah, he's not worth the contract and we need space. And so you make a little move. He, they got Dickinson and a second rounder in 2024 for Riley Stillman. I can't believe that. I cannot believe Yeah, and, and Dickinson's been a solid player like the entire I like, I like season. A lot. He's another guy too. I, I, I hope they have a pencil in the future plans a little bit. Like, obviously he's not like a big plan, but like, let him stick around at least another year or so. I, I like watching him play. Yeah, I think he's going to be a big trade chip next season towards the deadline. Definitely. At 2.6, I mean, that's still a very appealing salary hit. Yeah, I mean, if you're trading somebody, if you're t- retaining 50% on anybody that has a one-year deal right now, like that comes off and then you have another space for it for the retained salary. But... I don't know, man. We'll see. And I'm sure as soon as we Exciting. get done, I'm sure as soon as we get done recording, there'll be no more news breaking about you know Patrick Kane said this and all this kind of stuff. But that was one thing too. The last thing before that, like I have Kane pissy writing down here. It's kind of like he's had a level headed about this whole process, and now that what he want probably wanted is no longer an option, he's finally like, "Fuck this! Yeah. Like this is bullshit!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. 17 uh, days until that trade deadline. Real quick NHL talk. Um, I have two things. Trade talk. Yeah, NHL. I have two things written here. Sanko, we already talked about. And the yep. other thing I have is Crosby, bitch. Um, oh, well, wait. Let's talk about trade stuff. Because um, Eric Carlson is somehow tied to <laughs> Edmonton. And I don't know how they make that work. You need Edmonton. Like, was- he still has four years left after this year. They said that Emmett or San Jose would need to retain between four and five million dollars for it to work. And, yeah, and then that's a and lot then, more than the 18% that San Jose was saying. Yeah. And Edmonton would also have to give up like a ton of stuff. You're getting a Norris trophy winning defenseman who's on a Norris trophy like type season right now. He's did you know he's first overall in even strength points? Yeah. It's insane. Um, how dally would that overtime be though? Carlson, oh, uh, McDavid, and Drysaddle just get off the ice already because, like, there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> They're already paying Darnell Nurse 925. They're oh my god, man, like the team would be ridiculous with that with Eric Carlson, but I just don't know how they fit him in unless, like, you said, like they get him for seven million somehow. They still need to move out like a ton of other contracts and then give up what two first rounders, <laughs> like at I least. Love, I love Carlson. And, yes. uh, and I'm going to say this just because it's Edmonton, but I hope if Edmonton does pull this off and they just give out the bag to get him and he goes back to the Carlson of like the past couple seasons and just That's not happening. I just, I just because it's Edmonton, I would fucking love it. It would be. So great, just a big fuck you and McDavid. We'll just have just be McDavid. Like I'm out. I need to get leave. Like get rid of. Like Jesus. I just don't know. Did, yeah, it's is did, he gonna be 
is he still going to be the guy though? Like that's the thing. It's like I just I don't know. Was he Vander Kane in San Jose when Carlson was there? <laughs> I figured to reunite the Kane and Carlson. <laughs> yeah, EKs. It was the EKs. Oh. We just got a bunch of sticks from San Jose, and then we had EK nine and EK sixty five, and I'm like. Vander Kane never did the EK9 on his stick until he started playing with Carlson. Like, what a what a copycat bitch. Yeah, <laughs> what, a tool, what a tool. Um, Yeah, and then there's the chicken rumors that we kind of mentioned before. Fucking nuts. What's going yeah. on with that? Well, some yesterday they came out and said that, like, LA was, like, in the process of completing a trade for him, and it was centered around their – first rounder of brand okay. clark that they had who was overall, like pick overall. In the but like it was gonna be him plus and it's just like oh god and then la had to come out and tell brand clark that he's not being traded <laughs> be like, it was funny like the uh the la king's insider goes on twitter and was like hey taking a break from my wife giving birth to twins just to say this isn't happening all right see ya <laughs> like Oh like, god! Like how like how fucked up is that situation that you're you have to take a break from your wife giving birth to right. To say, hey, no, that's that's not happening. That's not real. But it's like, I mean, Arizona. Did, I mean, again, kind of like McCabe, where it's like you don't have to trade him, and you can oh, yeah, no. hold out. Like Arizona doesn't have to fucking trade him, and they should be asking for the world for him because he's right. He's fucking worth it. He's a young player who is on a very manageable cap hit for the next two seasons. Like. Yeah, I mean, you can. They there was all this talks the last year about, it and they didn't pull the trigger. Like, there's nothing different about it this year that they need to pull the trigger unless something is absolutely like amazing kind of return. There was Toronto was also linked to him, I think. Yeah, and then uh, there was one other team. Was it Edmonton? Probably. I know there was one other team, and they they both both those teams were like. Yeah, no, it's not us. We're we're out because he's been healthy scratch. He's I don't think he's playing again until the trade deadline. He's definitely not playing tonight. tonight. Yeah, they they announced he's not playing tonight. So it's like you typically only see that when a deal's close. So somebody, yeah, but I think they're probably just like we're gonna play it very safe. Somebody's <laughs> bullshit here. Somebody's pulling everybody's ass here. Like I don't know, but yeah. So it's. Dude, things are gonna get crazy right now, and it's, and just like the Carlson stuff and, and the Kane stuff, it's just like the more most interesting f- thing about this is how these teams are gonna make it work with the cap mm-hmm. and everything because every team is just up against that cap, and you got to get yeah. creative to make this happen. Yeah, I don't, and I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think of like what are the worst contracts in the league currently on teams that are playoff bound, like. I think teams that are playoff bound are they're doing the reason they're playoff bound is because they've been smart with their money and they've been paying yeah. players what they deserve. So I don't know. I'm excited. It, it's just a countdown. And I you know I'm waiting for like just like the notification every day that like some huge trade has happened, like the Tarasenko one, which was exciting. <laughs> I may take off work Friday, that trade deadline day, just in case something crazy goes so we can hop on or something really quick. Like I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm already scheduled to work. <laughs> very much debating that. Um, That's funny. Yeah, the last thing. Okay, so my last thing is the Crosby's a bitch. And mm. everybody was saying good on Crosby for, just, if you don't know what we're talking about, Zegers takes the puck in, they got blown off sides, and he spins like he's about to shoot the puck, but clearly whiffs it because he he's not a dick. He's not going to shoot the puck after the whistle at the goalie. Crosby goes up and just does a drive-by, a little shoulder bump. And then turns around and starts chirping at at 
Zegers. And people are like, good for Crosby. You know, put that kid in his place. Dude, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he's he spun. <laughs> he spun, yeah. Like, like, what is your problem? And then Crosby in that game got, for the first time in his career, got kicked out of a game. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that it was a, a career first game he, misconduct. He is on a downward spiral. He is out of control. He's losing it. <laughs> I don't know. I just think Crosby's a little bitch about that. Everybody's like, good on him, good on him. Fuck that. No, that that's so stupid. That is so soft. That's soft. That, <laughs> it's, a Crosby, it's a Crosby soft move. Like Classic. Ah, uh, man. But, all right, you got anything else? Dylan Cousins signed a big ticket. Like oh, seven, yeah. seven years, 7.1 million. And I think Buffalo, I mean, I kind of shot on him for doing, yeah, seven years um, for the Tage Thompson deal. And like, that's just turned out to be great. And it doesn't, I don't even think it starts till next year. Tage um, Thompson is next year. Yeah. Buffalo is, is putting themselves in pretty good place. It's just now that all they need is actual goaltending. <laughs> a good goalie and make like one more like top six forward, I think. Yeah, they got Tage Thompson at seven seven point one four two eight five seven, and then Dylan Cousins at seven point one. Jesus, that's those are really good cap hits for. I mean, yeah, Tage Thompson already, already is like top ten in the league in points right now. Dylan Cousins is only twenty two. He's got forty four points in fifty games, having a good season. I was about to say talk about bad contract, but you're talking about playoff bound teams. I'll say the Jeff Skinner contract is definitely up there, but it's not. It's it's got its years when it's bad. He's got he's over a point per game this year so far. He's feeling it. Is it just like every other year, every two years, or something like that? It, yeah, pretty much. He has like a down season, like every other year or so. It's really weird. Um, yeah, man, that's that's about it though. All right, well, it's episode 212. What do you want to call it? Um, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I should always be more prepared, and I don't. I just choose not to be. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's just all about trade rumors. That's what it should be called. It's all about trade rumors. All about trade rumors, okay. All about them rumors. <laughs> I'm saying all about them rumors. That's shorter. Yeah. All right. Episode 212. All about them rumors. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. YouTube is getting bumped up in numbers lately. It's really interesting. So. Oh, cool. All right. Um, yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow. Uh, subscribe to the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, five-star review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Social media at WCB Podcast. And yeah, we will see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jeremy and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.